Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Zynga from ABC's On the Red Carpet. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together, we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello. 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 How are you, Jeffrey? I'm good. I'm good. We are apparently slowly peeling off for the holiday as our fabulous co-host Sherry is not here with us today. She is already somewhere fabulous without us. <laughs> but luckily enough, she was with us when we got to chat with Erin Kellyman. Maybe you've all been watching her kill it on willow she is amazing but she also of course was in solo a star wars story as well as the lead villain in the falcon and the winter soldier so she's some great great stories so stick around for that zenga what have you been up to my friend oh i watched the sound of music <gasps> over the weekend were the hills alive they were so alive and i of course i want to belt out but uh, legal will come after me if i start singing huh <laughs> yeah we don't, we don't have the rights to that song. we don't have the rights to that darn it but yeah it's you know every year it's a staple so it's it's so wonderful to be able to watch the timeless classic for the holidays yes. do you watch it with your daughter with my mother every year. <laughs> what a great tradition. I love yes, that. Yes. I love that. Yes, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, we've got a whole bunch of news, including one of our favorite movies of the year, Avatar, The Way of Water. We've talked about it, I feel like, for weeks now. We had the fabulous Sigourney Weaver on last week. If you have not yes. tuned into that, she's amazing. So please give her a listen. Avatar, The Way of Water earned a stunning $441 million at the global box office on its opening weekend. And it has already been killing it this yes. week, doing great numbers as we go into the holiday weekend. So congratulations to our friends at the studios, 20th Century Studios, Lightstorm Entertainment, James Cameron. I mean, really just congrats to everyone. Assad, yes. really excellent. And if you've not already seen it, what are you waiting for? It's so good. Right. Making waves at the box office. Put oh, on you, you. <laughs> well, listen, of course, we absolutely love the film. And there's another exciting piece of news that I think a lot of people will be looking forward to. Guess what? Encanto. Oh, The trailer yes. for Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl has dropped. Yes. <laughs> Everyone can head over to Disney Plus's YouTube page to check it out. And of course, that is dropping on the 28th of December. So what a wonderful way to celebrate the holidays as we wind down the year. I know I'll be definitely moving and grooving. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can catch up over the holidays, Jeffrey. We can watch it. Well, <laughs> only if we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I don't know if that can happen, though, because, you know, Bruno's just so bad. I love it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And in other really good news, mm -hmm. uh, it was announced last week that both The Little Mermaid and Iron Man have been added to the National Film Registry, which Wonderful. is you know part of the Library of Congress. That is incredible. Huge. They inducted 25 films. So I say that's pretty good percentage of Disney content mm. going right there. Jody Benson spoke about it. It joins, I, gosh, there's, I think, over 20 Disney films that are already wow. a part of the registry. Things like Wally, -E, Return of the Jedi, 
just incredible, incredible films there. Um, you can read all about it at the WaltDisneyCompany.com. Fantastic. And a ho, ho, ho is in order for Disney legend Tim Allen because yes. the Santa Claus is, yes, which he stars in, of course, has been renewed for a second season. Oh, yep. So and Mr. Great. Allen will be executive producing and continue his role as Santa, of course, Scott Calvin. And Elizabeth Mitchell will reprise her role as Mrs. Claus also known as Carol. <laughs> season one is currently streaming on Disney Plus, and you'll be able to watch two episodes from season one across Disney networks on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But we'll have a little bit more about that later, won't we? Yes, yes, we will. And <laughs> you know what? Step right up. I am ready for some bite-sized fun when a new table service restaurant opens in Toy Story Land this coming spring. Yay! The Disney Parks blog, we, we've talked about it a bit before, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Mm. It already sounds so good. I can't wait to stick my teeth into it. Mm -hmm. But on the Parks blog, our friends debuted some whole bunch of new artwork, more details, so many characters who are going to be uh, incorporated into the design of the restaurant, like Jesse and Trixie and, and Bo Peep with her leap and sheep, Billy, <laughs> goat, and gruff. It looks so charming. I cannot wait to see more about this. And I cannot wait to sample this. Likewise. And before that, I cannot wait to sample something that is meowvelous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is super kitties, people. We have super kitties coming to Disney Channel and Disney Junior on January 11th with its premiere. And a whole bunch of episodes are also going to premiere the same day on Disney+. Plus. I mean, who does not want to watch an adorable action-packed animated series about four cuddly kittens, Ginny Sparks, Buddy and Bitsy, who turn into super kitties when trouble arises. They, you know, they of course have some villains and, you know, I have a feeling the villains aren't, you know, they're not quite Maleficent level villains, but no. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this, but one of them is voiced by Justin Guarini mm. and the other, uh, by the way, the other's name is Mr. Puppy Paws, oh my which goodness. I love mm. that. Voiced so by the Tony award winning for Aladdin playing Genie actor James Monroe Iglehart. So I think even though it may be a show created for tiny children, I will be very amused to watch it. Well, Jeffrey, one thing I have to say, it is the perfect way to kick off the new year. <gasps> oh, <laughs> you, you. I know, right? Hey, look, I learned from the best, you. <laughs> oh, no, Sherry. You're, you're, Sherry's really. Sherry is really good at that. That's true. We oh. love you, Sherry. Well, Here's some more very exciting news for our colleagues over at the Onyx Collective, who you mm. remember won the Oscar for this year's for Summer of Soul, directed by the Oscar winning Quest Love. Well, next year they'll be premiering their first feature scripted film entitled Bruiser on February 24th. The film stars Jalen Hall as a 14 year old who turns to help from a charismatic loner after being beaten up by bullies. Been there, been there. Uh, yeah, right. I feel like we all have. So I think that a lot of people will relate to this. And I absolutely love the work that Onyx Collective is mm -hmm. doing. As you know, the brand is designed to curate programming for creators of color and underrepresented voices. So congrats to them. And there's more news coming from Onyx Collective. They just announced that the 1619 Project will premiere on January 26th. A premiere announcement date video can be seen now at Hulu's YouTube page. So this six-part limited docu-series, The 1619 Project, is based on Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones and her essays, which were in the New York Times. And the series seeks to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery, 
and contributions of Black Americans at the very center of this national conversation. Really compelling work by Miss Hannah Jones. And the series will debut the first two episodes streaming exclusively on Hulu with two additional episodes released every Thursday. We would be remiss if we did not point out that Disney legend Oprah Winfrey is among Hello. the executive producers. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Come for the Oprah, stay for the incredible, incredible content in what is going to be, I am sure, a groundbreaking docuseries. Absolutely. Speaking of Hulu and our pals over there, they have given a series order to standing by i'm like laughing just <laughs> thinking about this it is an animated series mm-hmm. created and executive produced by dan levy who gotta love him from Shit's creek yes. and ali thank you it is all about the ongoing shenanigans of everyday life as observed by a team of judgmental gossip starved guardian angels. I <laughs> can't wait to hear more about this in the future, but you know what we can hear more about right now? Tell me, Jeffrey. We can hear more about five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up first, Jeffrey? Well, up first, as part of Freeform's 25 Days of Christmas, it does not get any more Christmassy than Disney's A Christmas Carol, the adaptation, of course, of the Charles Dickens classic that features Jim Carrey. Love him. (laughs) And calling all animation fans, you better choose your spot on the couch and prepare for a full day of FXX's Seasons Greetings Animated Marathon. That's right, on Saturday, December 24th, from 11 a.m. to 12 a.m., um, Eastern Time, of course, you can tune in for a full day of some of our favorites from The Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. I mean, I know I'm going to be there because these are some of my favorite animations personally. <laughs> Love it. Love it. By the way, if you've got some little ones, you definitely are going to want to be on Hulu. There's a Hulu ABC special, Tracking Santa Livestream. So, Get ready, buckle up, because all of the own stations are going to be tracking Santa as he crosses America as only we can. It's going to start at WABC in New York, our pals there, and it's going to jump from station to station. The reporters are going to toss it to have talent (laughs) in the field. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be wonderful. And some of our favorite siblings, Derek Huff and Julian Huff, will be hosting the annual special Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade, which will be premiering Sunday, December 25th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. That's 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific on ABC. And you can expect to see some incredible musical performances by Black Eyed Peas, David Foster and Catherine McPhee. Marin Morris, Megan Trader, Neo, and more. The parade will be available to stream the next day on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Oh, I love the parade. It is a holiday tradition for me to watch it with my family. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, also on Christmas, it is the gift that keeps on giving on the 25th at 7 p.m., Zynga mentioned this earlier. The Santa Claus is going to have its network premiere on Disney Channel. You can watch it at 7 p.m. So you can watch the first two episodes of that show. And then why not binge the rest of them on Disney Plus? That's what I say. Absolutely. Well, on to our guest who slayed, literally, in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She played the enigmatic Enfys Nest in Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now she's in a new realm, which we have been loving, in the Disney Plus series Willow, based on the beloved 1988 film. Please welcome to the show, Erin Kellyman. Okay, here we go. So we are so excited for everyone to see Willow and just loving it. Had you seen the movie before you were brought on for the role? 
I hadn't seen the movie, no. I watched it when I started auditioning for the role. And then we were able to watch it as a cast, which was really cool. Yeah, there's not many projects that you go into being able to watch the world before you enter it. I was saying before, I have a really not great imagination. Um, and so John, <laughs> John, would write these, John would write these beautiful scene descriptions and I'd be like, yeah, wow, I actually don't have the capacity to imagine something that beautiful. So it was very handy that... They made that movie for me to watch <laughs> in preparation. Pretty amazing roles in some pretty creative universes. Your work feels very creative to me and imaginative. Thank you. Uh, Warwick Davis is, of course, iconic. What was it like the first time? When did you first meet him? What was that like? I actually can't remember the first day we met. I know it was on Star Wars. That was my first film. And so I was pretty nervous. And I think he picked up on the nervous energy and um, we'd sat and ate lunch together. It was our, one of our first days in um, Fort Aventura. He was kind of telling me all of these stories about his experiences on different Star Wars sets and documentaries that he's done. And it kind of, yeah, he really calmed me down subconsciously. Yeah. Aww, nice. So then like, so like Willow then was like a reunion. I honestly did not know that you guys had met on so Yeah. Long. Yeah. It was really, really nice to see him again. Yes. How cool. Love a reunion. Okay, well, let's talk Jade. How would you describe Jade? Oh, gosh, I would describe her as dependable and trustworthy and brave. Yeah, I think that the only thing separating me from Jade is environment. I think if I grew up where she grew up and had the upbringing she did, I think we'd be very, very similar. Hmm. Nice. And there is a lot of horseback riding and sword fighting. So what was that like for you, training? It was super intense. We had like a month-long boot camp, which mm -hmm. was where we did all of our training. It was really fun. I would say the sword fighting was probably the most fun for me, like learning the routines and stuff, because it ends up being like a dance and learning mm. these intricate moves. Yeah, it was really A fun. lot of choreography, right, that goes into that? Yeah, and then... It's interesting because we had a lot of prep for episodes one and two, and then any fight beyond that, there was like no prep. And we just had to learn routines like on the day or a day before. But boot camp really kind of prepared us for that pressure. Quickly. Well, the boot camp may have prepared you, but was there ever a horse riding or sword fighting mishap that was particularly funny? <laughs> I think I threw my sword a lot. It would leave my hand a lot. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not into anything. <laughs> into several people sometimes um, um uh, this is not funny but um uh, his pointy end of his sword hit me just under my eyebrow oh um, he was like doing this with his sword and I was behind him and he hit me in the eye I'm so glad that it was my eyebrow and not my actual eyeball but yeah, yeah that, that would not I, have been nice mm -mm. <laughs> switching to another one of your fabulous projects for Disney I feel like Carly your character and the leader of the Flag Smashers and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably really believe she was doing the right thing. Can you talk about getting into the head of a character like that? Yeah, it's really interesting because I spent a lot of time trying to understand her. And I think, you know, when you watch her, that they do a great job of kind of showing her journey. And so you can understand why she's got to that place, kind of, not 100%, because she is doing a lot of terrible things. But I think that's a very important thing to do as an actor who is playing somebody who is the villain. If you understand their motives, then it kind of makes the bad stuff easier. And she's just really hurt and she just wants to make things right. And I think she just feels very out of her depth and it all gets too much. Wow. 
Well, yeah. the series was pretty dark. Did you ever do anything on set to lighten the mood? Maybe some stunt <laughs> mishaps? <laughs> um, on, on Far From the Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah. The Flag Smashers and I, it was so fun. They were constantly, I know um, Tyler was always rapping and Renez, um, <laughs> he was giving the beat constantly and they would do that a lot. We'd make videos and TikToks. Um, India loves to dance, so she'd be teaching us these TikTok dances all the time. And she would try and get Des to move his hips. It, <laughs> it didn't go down too well. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nice. It sounded like you had a great time. I mean, do you have any other favorite memories from filming the series? I really did enjoy the the stunt work on Falcon. Mm -hmm. Hannah Scott, who was my stunt double, was just absolutely incredible to work with and made me feel so safe and looked after. And I was able to do so many of my own stunts, which was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. <laughs> well, switching gears over to Star Wars, Nest, your character in Solo, A Star Wars Story, is an early rebel and a real powerhouse. Do you have a favorite memory from making that movie? Do you know what's so funny? We had a group interview earlier and John was saying that he's got this incredible photo where George Lucas and Warwick had this. They took a photo on the Millennium Falcon when we were filming Solo. And that's when the first conversation for Willow was happening. And John doesn't know this, but I was outside of the Millennium Falcon when that photo was being taken. I didn't know they were talking about Willow if they were having that conversation in there. But I remember walking past and I was like, what's happening? And um, one of the ADs was like, that's George Lucas. And I kind of like <laughs> peeked my head around and saw them. And I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. But didn't disturb them. So yeah, when that kind of very iconic photo was being taken, I was in the background. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah. Did you get to meet George when he was on the I, set? I didn't. It's so sad. I didn't get to meet him. But oh. um, I just think it's a very big coincidence to be there in that moment where that, that was the day they first all spoke about Willow. And then to be all filming it now together is just, it's, you know, just like passing. It's a very, yeah. and I don't mm. even know why I remember that. Like, I mean, like it was an exciting moment. I was like, yeah, witnessing something <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> and speaking of other iconic characters, oh my gosh. Like we saw a great photo of you riding on Chewbacca's back, one of my favorite characters on Instagram. And, and we saw this photo on Instagram. So what was that like working with a Wookiee? <laughs> it was so fun. Jonas was amazing to work with. He's actually also in Willow, which is very exciting. I was glad to have that reunion. He's just so fluffy in that suit. Like it's so hard not to hug all the time. Can you do a Chewbacca imitation? I just, I always have to ask this question. Wait, I can maybe... I feel like this will help. Oh boy. Oh, okay, taking a go. big sip of water. Here we All go. Right. All right. Stand by, everybody. No. It was a noble attempt. It was a no from the get go. I don't even know why I tried to add props into that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Get an A for effort. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you touched on this a few minutes ago about doing the stunts. How much of, I mean, it feels like that's a lot of work. It's like an entirely other role. How much stunt work are you doing yourself? And what is that like? It just seems very intense when there's swords and horses and lightsabers and all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty intense. On Star Wars, I didn't actually get to do a lot. I was in the mask for a lot of it. And so for safety reasons, I feel like it was best to use a stunt double. But for Marvel and Willow, I was actually able to do quite a lot of it, especially Willow. It was kind of the only time that a stunt double was used was for sort of timing issues. Like if I was on another unit or they were turning around and I was getting changed or something, I'm really happy that they trusted me with that responsibility. Mm. Nice. Awesome. You've been involved with a bunch of Disney projects. We love to ask, 
our Disney friends about some of their Disney favorites. So are you ready? I'm ready. The, the only thing we ask is that you not name a project that you are a part of. So okay. favorite Disney movie? Lion King. I feel like it's a childhood thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Favorite Disney song? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a tough one. That is really hard. What's the first one that pops into your mind? Anything from Encanto was... was uh, is just, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Favorite Disney stage show? You know, I feel like watching Disney on Ice was a massive thing for me as a kid. I'd go with my mom and my sister and we'd get like the snow cone cups and we had like so many of them. I think they might still be in the loft in my mom's house. I'd collect these snow cone cups and there would be these like really crazy cups with the tiniest little bit of snow and like ice in them. And yeah, it'd be like Beauty and the Beast and all these different kind of characters from Disney. Ah, Favorite Disney theme park attraction? Oh my gosh, I went to Disneyland literally a month ago. Oh, wow. It's the big one. It mi- begins with an M. It's got like stars. It goes- The Matterhorn? Wait, Space stars? Mountain? Space Mountain. Space Mountain, yeah. Space Mountain. Uh, Space Mountain's Great a good one. Great answer. Uh, do you okay. have a favorite Disney park snack? Popcorn. Popcorn. Wrong. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite Disney character? Immediately, I'm just going like- the cartoon one maybe i should pick nothing wrong with that <laughs> you're just <laughs> preaching to the choir dory no oh, oh i love that <laughs> Cute. I, it's a character i relate to very well since i never <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do you have an overall favorite disney memory i think something that i had growing up as a kid which will always stick with me is that we used to have this tiny box tv that you would put like a videotape in and me and my older sister millie would wrap up in blankets on like a saturday night when we were kids and we'd watch disney movies it was our favorite movies my sister is like disney obsessed and that part where tinkerbell flies over the castle just before the disney movie starts that i feel like that is like ingrained into my head where i can be like i can relax i'm at home and i can gonna settle down and watch this great movie so yeah i'd probably say that Oh, oh nice. yes, that always gives me chills. I always get goosebumps. Yeah, the music <laughs> well, as well. Love that. The music, mm. yes. Erin, mm. thank you so much for chatting with us today. This was a lot of fun and congratulations on your many Disney achievements. And we can't wait yes. to see what's next. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you all. Bye. She is so cool. I just feel like I want to hang out with her and also just listen to her talk oh, all day. I love oh, yeah. her voice and she's a good storyteller. Very good. Oh, Zinga, you have a very, very merry holiday. And I do want to wish a huge holiday thank you to the entire D23 team. They work so hard every day of the year to make magic for Disney fans all around the world. So I hope all of them have a very merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and whatever people choose to celebrate or not. Absolutely. Yes. And you, I'm wishing you the same, Jeffrey. Hopefully y'all get some rest. Special shout out to Bruce and Paul as well on the podcast. Sure, we miss you. And wishing all our D23 family around the world have a wonderful, magical holiday. This has been wonderful. Ah, so excited. Here we go. 
It's the holidays. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. And thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, you know what to do. Hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, just check out D23.com. And we'll be back next week with more Disney news and who knows what else on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.